0: Welcome to Immigration Nerds. This week, the travel ban. It's not a travel ban. It's a it's a vetting system to keep America safe. How did the president decide the seven countries? Uh, I understand the permanent ban on the refugees. Okay. Uh, and, okay. I'm, talk to me. Tell you the
1: whole history of it. It is the extreme. The president day. himself called oh. it a ban. I understand. Is what? he confused, or are you confused? No, I'm not or?
0: confused. I think that the words that are being used to describe it. So
1: All right. when he first announced it, he said Muslim ban. He called me up. He said, put a commission together. Show me the right way to do it legally. I put a commission together with Judge Mukasey, with Congressman McCall.
0: That was 2017. Three years later, with six additional countries added, one question still remains. Why? EIG's managing director, Hiba Anver, helps map out the latest iteration of this executive order. And by the end of this episode, I promise you, you will be at least less confused as to why these countries, in particular, are being targeted. I'm Ian Gaines. Come join us, Beyond Borders. The Trump administration is expanding its travel ban now to six additional countries. All immigrants from Myanmar, Eritrea, Kyrgyzstan, and Nigeria will be banned, and green card lotteries will be restricted from Sudan and Tanzania. On January 31st, the Trump administration released an extension on the travel ban. To much of all of our surprise, could you give us a little background on that?
1: So basically, we had started receiving reports. Um, There had been some news and headlines circulating that there was going to be another expansion of the existing travel ban. We did receive an update on a late Friday afternoon, Friday evening. And indeed, what the president issued was a proclamation, which essentially uh, announced an expansion of the existing executive order, otherwise known as the travel ban, which has been a topic of conversation in the immigration world since January of 2017. And this travel ban or this expansion of the travel ban implements new restrictive provisions that is going to make it more difficult for nationals of certain countries, Mm -hmm. but also operates in a way that's quite different from the travel ban as we know it currently,
0: Mm.
1: and adds six additional countries to the total list of impacted countries Mm -hmm. that are essentially affected by Trump's travel bans. As you see here, most of the new countries are in Africa. The move comes after President Trump's original ban on several countries. Most are largely Muslim.
0: Okay. All right. For those six countries, when does this take effect exactly?
1: So the order is going to take effect on February 21st, which Mm. actually is at least somewhat of a heads up, unlike what had happened with the first travel ban back in 2017. But that's what we know is that it's going to take effect, I believe, at noon Eastern Standard Time on February 21st.
0: Got it. So in terms of this ban versus the last uh, travel ban, what is the distinction between the two? What's different?
1: So the most notable distinction is that nationals of countries that we discussed, mm-hmm. four nationals that are citizens of the countries that are impacted by this current iteration are are still going to be able to travel to the United States on a non-immigrant tourist visa or a business visitor visa or even a non-immigrant work visa such as an H-1B. You know, F-1 students are not necessarily impacted by this as per the explicit language of this particular travel ban. What's different here is that this one is geared towards immigrant visas. So under the travel ban as we currently know it, one of the things that is difficult is if you're from, say, for example, one of the impacted countries such as Iran, Mm. you're probably not going to get a visitor visa to come to the United States. Mm. Whereas here, you can come and visit temporarily. But if you're trying to enter pursuant to an immigrant visa, that would lead you to ultimately obtaining a green card that is no longer permissible.
0: Got it. Got it. So are there any alternative options for citizens coming from these countries to travel to the United States?
1: Well, I think in terms of immediate travel to the United States, say, for example, if you're from Nigeria, mm-hmm. if your plan was to um, travel to the United States as an H-1B holder or an O-1 visa holder, then mm-hmm. you should still proceed, you know. As is. As is. Mm-hmm. Um, if you intend on pursuing an employer-sponsored green card once you're in the United States, say as an H-1B visa holder or an O-1, you know, beneficiary, you should proceed as is. If you are someone who has an approved immigrant visa, I think you need to talk to a lawyer. Nigerians are taking the new ban especially hard, given what they thought, which is that they were close and had close ties with the United States. They
0: are curious about why this happened. Our Stephanie Bussari has this from Lagos. Nigeria has long considered itself a strong ally of the United States, which is why news that had been added to the travel ban came as a shock in Africa's most populous country and largest economy. So let's talk Nigeria, which piqued a lot of people's interest uh, since they are the most populated country in Africa, as well as the most advanced tech hub. How does this exclusion make sense if, as Americans, we're looking for the best and brightest to come here and work?
1: Well, I would argue that it doesn't make sense. Um, based on what we've read, Nigeria is the U.S.'s second largest African trading partner, as you mentioned. Um, it is considered to be Africa's tech hub. I believe it's the largest economy in Africa mm-hmm. um, and has in recent years become Africa's capital for, you know, startups, the entry of Silicon Valley companies, tech companies, that sort of thing. So what that implies is that there is a lot of potential, there's a lot of talent, there is a lot of opportunity for um, workforce mobility, Mm -hmm. but if the citizens of a particular country are made to feel unwelcome as a result of presidential proclamations or executive orders, if I was to put myself in that person's shoes, I would certainly think twice about whether or not immigrating to the United States and working even on a temporary basis was indeed a good idea. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that as we continue to move further and further into a global economy more so than we are right now, it's really not a good idea to have mechanisms in place that in any way curb or slow workforce mobility Mm -hmm. or knowledge transfer or anything of that nature.
0: The U.S. is also a major trading partner with Nigeria and has diplomatic relations going back to the 1960s. The Trump administration has defended the expanded travel ban, saying it is important for national security and that some of these countries simply have not met U.S. security standards. So how long is this expected to last? Is it temporary or is it permanent?
1: So in theory, the travel ban is supposed to be temporary. Mm -hmm. The language in the proclamation itself suggests that this is basically temporary. And the reason we say that is because the language states that the administration would lift restrictions on the added countries if they correct their deficiencies, quote unquote, and comply with global and security standards.
0: And the criteria that the Trump administration seems to be using now uh, appears to me to be valid. What they've said is that if uh, the right technology is not being used in the passports to keep the passports uh, secure and legitimate, Uh, or if the uh, anti-terrorism procedures that that government has in place do not meet U.S. standards for travel uh, and or other things that impact U.S. security, that is how you wind up on this list.
1: But realistically, Mm -hmm. we really have no way of ascertaining how long this ban is going to be in effect.
0: Right. Comply with our U.S. national security standards, we could expect. Them being lifted from the ban, correct? According
1: to the text of the proclamation, that's what the administration seems to be saying. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it's up to you or me or our individual opinions as to whether or not that is actually going to happen. And I think the requirement, just the correction of deficiencies or what have you in and of itself, has the potential to be a bit vague or fluid.
0: Absolutely. What is to stop travel ban 4.0? Because we're at 3.0 right now. The first one was dominated by a majority of Muslim countries, and that's why I got the term Muslim ban. Uh, but then afterwards, this 2.0, they added North Korea and Venezuela, and that passed through the courts. Interesting enough, here, four out of six of the countries are African countries. And then two, once again, are not African. So thinking about the travel ban 4.0, what's to say that they won't add an additional six predominantly Latin countries and then add two from, you know, Asia to make it not the uh, a Latin ban, a Hispanic ban?
1: I don't think there's necessarily anything stopping the administration. And I think that You know, folks probably have their own individual opinions about the motivation behind which countries are impacted and how the administration selects the countries. Mm -hmm. I think that the administration references security related reasons. Right. So without commenting too much on Mm -hmm. the administration's motivations. To your question about what's to say we won't see a travel ban 5.0 or 6.0, I mean, I think it's a possibility. I think that when you are issuing executive orders from the perspective of national security, then that is a very fluid concept mm. that could potentially be used to justify additional expansions, additional restrictions, so on and so forth.
0: I only promise 3%. But what barometer what gauge are we using when declaring what is a justifiable risk to national security and does that barometer hold any credence if its scale can easily be moved depending upon who or what is being considered a true joker card in a deck thank you to assistant producers luke bianco and david white and music by brandon williams follow immigration nerds on twitter and erickson immigration group on linkedin to join in the conversation. I'm Ian Gaines. See you next week.